Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Calvin Booth, Sheldon Williams, Joey Devine, Rodney Carney, Mr. Bad Vibes himself, Rashawn McCants, Sean Keen, Mark Madsen, Bobby Brown, it's his prerogative to play in the G League as a 35-year-old. Special guest, Katie Heindel. Patreons, Delamuka. Thank you, Delamuka. Graham Linehan. Thank you, Graham. Always read the name. Thank you, always read the name, whoever you are. Musical guest, the Pendletones. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And I am here, as always, hosting a new episode. Uh, hey, big news, listeners. Uh, I finally got a soundboard app, so... Check it out. Um, I'm here as always with my co-host Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you play some some co-host music for me? Uh, sound effects. Yeah, sure. How's that? I'm doing pretty good, Joey. All right. Just great. got out of the hot tub. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that music to me said hot tub. Uh, uh, something that now that I'm a grown man, I associate only with. Old people's houses. <laughs> uh, that little giggle you heard there is, of course, our friend from Canada, from Vice Sports, from 
the uh basketball podcast from the dishes and dimes podcast from yahoo sports uh canada from the basketball feelings.substack.com or uh, however you say a substack uh is of course our friend <laughs> uprocks also uprocks uh our friend katie heindel katie i'm so glad you're back you nailed it with with all of them. Did you write them down? Um, <laughs> I did not. Uh, that was all coming off the top of my dome. Did I forget any of them? Uh, real GM. Yeah. That's the complex. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm that it, it all makes it worthwhile because you got to use that sound effect. Yeah, I believe I believe that Joey and I are part of the extended Uproxx podcastomatic universe. It's true because we we go on the the um, dude. I don't even broadcast sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the okay. They, I didn't we're, know that we're, we're honorary film drunkards. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how's it going guys it's going you know uh, i got my second moderna shot this week and uh boy did it feel like i got hit by a truck for three days oh man and boy are nerve. my blood cells vaccinated <laughs> uh I know I know Canada does not have any vaccines right now because <laughs> Bill Gates is hoarding the patents and uh everybody in Canada is also only allowed to use Windows 7 at this point too. Mm-hmm. It's also Bill Gates's fault. <laughs> um you know what I did the day after I got my second Pfizer shot? Katie. You went for a hike. I did. A a hike. I did go for, I did go for yeah. a hike. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know why? Because I was peer pressured into it by my family. What? what? <laughs> my muscles felt really sore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and then I went home and I slept for three and a half hours. Joey, were you like just like laid out? Were you yes. Uh, dude, were you I had a fever of 100.3. I shit. also had a. Uh, like severe chills at one point to the point where uh-huh. I was trying to send my work an email uh, telling them I couldn't make it tomorrow <laughs> and could not hold the phone because my hands were shaking oh, so much. No. Oh, no. Uh, I were you nev- just continually dropping it on yourself? Yes, I dropped it on oh, my no. face twice. <laughs> um, oh, I man. also had like really bad body aches. I had a super bad headache. I slept for like 15 hours on Wednesday. Yeah. That's oh. because of that's because of the chip. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, I, you got some malware. I'd like it to I'd like it I'd like to believe that like I heard you get worse side effects based on how strong your immunity is. Mm-hmm. I mean your immune system is. So I would like uh-huh. to believe that it turns out the only place in my life where I'm strong is uh, my immune system. And that's uh-huh. what I've learned here. Because um, I've always said I'm weak mentally, I'm weak physically, <laughs> and I'm weak emotionally. All right. Um... <laughs> but Joey, now you're immortal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's, autistic. It's, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> 
Um, get the vaccine if you can, though. Don't be an Andrew Wiggins. That is what we always say on this podcast. You know, and I, I want to send a special message to um, one of our one of our biggest fans and listeners. He's a Patreon at the hundred dollar level. Uh, this is a certain message. Uh, Doug Ford, get it together. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, you're a big fan. You listen to us. Uh, you're going to be a guest soon enough. But uh, get it together, buddy. Doug That's Ford all. listens to us? He's a, he's a super fan. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we, brought, we brought Katie on for a reason. And Katie wrote about Kevin Love this week. And guess who's in the news? It's Kevin Love himself. Let's, uh, robot. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Why is Kevin Love in the news this week? Well, you know, um, a year... A year and some change. Actually, it's it's a good fourteen months after Kevin Love's last extreme frustration. Uh, he had another moment of frustration again against the Toronto Raptors, much like happened last year um, in a game in the Raptors' new permanent home of Tampa, Florida. Uh, no, they're a terrible place. Uh, the the Cavs are playing the Raptors, and uh, Malachi Flynn, rookie Malachi Flynn, got a layup. And during the play, uh, a Raptor I honestly did not know existed until I read this news story. <laughs> Freddie Galipsy, uh, I guess, pushed Kevin Love in the back, and it was, it was maybe the second time he'd had an uncalled foul. So Kevin Love was so mad and frustrated that uh, when they tossed him the ball as he was going to the inbound spot, he just kind of slapped at it. And... Uh, I think he was trying to, like, knock it out of bounds, or he was just, like, mad and not really understanding. Anyway, he ended up uh, hitting the ball directly to uh, Raptors rising star Stanley Johnson, uh, who passed it to aforementioned Malachi Flynn, who then made a three. Um, I'm going to give you Kevin Love's quote. It was very, very viral clip. Um, I'm going to give you Kevin Love's quote after the game. Mm-hmm. And um, Please do. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it in the voice of a literal beach boy. Okay. This is not really an impression of Kevin Love, but just a guy from the beach. Uh, which which guy from the beach boys? No, no. Just a literal boy who's from the beach. Not like a boy from the beach. Like a, a yeah. lowercase b beach boys. Okay. Oh not to say too much that could get me fined, but it was the officiating, bro. When I snagged that gnarly ball, I didn't realize it was even in bounds. I was a little thrown off. I was going to go grab it, bro, and throw it back into passing the ball to DG and move on. I get the optics. That's something I have to take on the chin and understand that was a very not cool look. Hey, that's my wave, Jetty Osman. Um, here's the thing, Sean. <laughs> I want to ask you, do you believe Kevin Love? That he didn't realize it was inbounds? I mean, I don't think he thought about it, but I've uh, here's what I'll say. I've never seen that happen at any level of basketball. Late in the thousands of... Katie, of... do you believe that? Ha- <laughs> do you believe Kevin Love when he says this? No, man. He was so intent on just slapping the ball. Yes! Like, 
I would believe. I mean, he hits it so hard. Yes, I would believe. I would believe Kevin Love if Kevin Love didn't already have an on-court temper tantrum. Well, let's let's like go one year ago today. Well, I would like to let's talk about that temper tantrum real quickly. Um, So, what happened last year? It was two games in a row. Because uh, on, they played the Raptors on New Year's Eve, uh, 2019, and uh, he had he had gotten fined because of a play that this this was a clip that did not go viral. Uh, Kevin Love got mad at some point, and if you watch the clip, uh, it's not clear what sets him off. There's not really any context to it. It could be the refs, I don't know, um, but it's a shot of the huddle at like a timeout. And Kevin Love comes in, does not join the huddle, and just starts kind of like open hand slapping his seat on the bench, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that didn't Ennis Cantor break his wrist yes. doing that at yeah. one point? Uh-huh. Kevin Love is doing it in a safer way, but like it looks dumber because he's he's like a he's, he's a huge man. a chair like a like a, a giant baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Um, so before the game where he freaked out, he got into a really loud argument with Kobe Altman because they fined him $1,000 for slapping that chair. Um, mm-hmm. $1,000 of his uh, $24 million salary or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, so later that day, he got really mad when Colin Sexton held the ball too long. And I guess he was posting up and he was open, but... Uh, the Sexton was like running down the clock. And anyway, he ran up from his post position, demanded the ball, and then like threw the ball really hard at Chetty Osman, which was also weird because it was basically underhand too. It mm-hmm. it's like the angriest pass in NBA history, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, he whips yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the whole game the whole game he is just constantly throwing his arms up like what the hell guys and there's another play where very similar to this play where a guy just blows by him for a layup while Kevin Love has his back turned and his arms up mm-hmm. and uh after that he apologized to the team he said he was frustrated he said he was 31 and he was acting like he was 13 he needed to be better about it mm-hmm. but uh he had a very similar meltdown. And then in the game after this, um, I didn't really fact check this initially, but uh, he apparently went like the first 24 minutes he was in the game in mm-hmm. in the next game after this and did not take a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, now, what I, I mean, want to make clear about the first the first, the angry pass at Chetty Osman when he throws a ball at a teammate hard. Yeah, yeah. He is not part of the play there. He runs out of his way and just starts angrily demanding the ball to throw yes. it and, at Chetty Osman. And I believe, I believe, I may be wrong about this, but um, I think Colin said it's like the end of a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're holding the ball for the last shot. Uh-huh. And I actually think that Kevin Love was, like, so mad he didn't recognize the game situation, Mm -hmm. which is why the other Cavs are reacting like a parent is having a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And they sort of, like, don't logically even understand what's happening at the time. Like, like all of... I mean, everybody on the team is younger than him, which is also difficult. But there is, is like, Chetty Osman really 
it's like he saw his dad punch the wall. <laughs> I mean, when you watch that, it's so weird because it does just look like some dude got up, <laughs> like out of his seat, you know, like out of his courtside seat and just went storming onto the court. Like there's something so that like takes you out of the game when you watch that clip. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so yeah, it, bizarre. It, it is like a dad is going onto the court of a of like a children's game. Because you sort of forget how big Kevin Love is, even um, in relation to uh, to most other NBA players. Like, he's still very tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in particular, to a backcourt where two of the guys aren't really even six feet tall, it, it just really has more of a, like, I'm. you know what? I think I'm wrong about it being, like, an angry dad. It's more like like a neighbor. It's almost like Kevin Love is in his own personal version of the slap. You know, yeah, like, it he is, is very he's about the to like slap. Hit someone yeah. else's kid. It's not it's not like an abusive father, it's like an abusive stranger or like a dad coming out of the stands to fight a little league ref. <laughs> little league ump, you know what I mean? So no, I'm going to say that is exhibit A, B, and C of I don't believe Kevin Love when he <laughs> says he uh, wasn't doing another weird, angry thing on a court no one's seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question, because you just wrote about, talk a little bit about how Kevin Love makes Yeah. <laughs> sure. I have I have a pull quote from your article I'm going to read because I really liked it too. But you okay. can usually go first. I I mean I, I feel read like, your words back to you. I love it when you do, but I feel like kind of two ways about it. You know, like a part of me, one I agree with you. I don't really believe him anymore. And then the longer he kind of drags us out, I also didn't like he had to apologize, but the apology was too over the top. It's like when someone does something really stupid and you just want them to acknowledge it so everyone can move on. Like you don't want them to talk about it for like 15 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was like, I didn't, my intention wasn't to like disrespect the game. Like you don't need to say all that kind of stuff. Like then you're just kind of making everyone feel awkward and almost like guilty. It's Mm -hmm. very weird. Um, So I didn't like that at all. But a part of me is also just like, he's clearly so unhappy He's just got to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I think he probably feels really weird fe- be feeling old, probably for the first time, like very old in his career. Mm-hmm. I would, I do watching all those Cavs players, and I love them. I love Jared Allen. Um, I but I just think like it's just getting to this sad kind of like desperate wrung out point, and nobody wants to watch it. But mm-hmm. I also am losing kind of sympathy for him. He's sort of just. It's really just frustrating. I have zero sympathy for him at this point. I Mm -hmm. think. Well, not a year later. Like, well, it's like the it's how angry he gets that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's very outsized. Like, it's always a very outsized, and not just like the reaction on court. Like, even kind of how angry he's getting at himself and these like what he'll say after. Like, it's just it doesn't feel right to watch it. So can I give you Kevin Love's box score line from uh, yet last night's game? Please yeah, do. I know it, so, but please. <laughs> so the Wizards lost 122 to 93. Kevin Love played 22 minutes. He had 10 rebounds. He had zero offensive rebounds. He had one assist. He had three turnovers. He had two fouls. And he did not attempt a shot. Very cool. Well, you know what he, he didn't. Did. He didn't shoot once. A long embrace. <laughs> 
And let me tell you, the people on the team that did take shots uh, include um, Dean Wade, who I always think Mm -hmm. is maybe Dwayne Wade, but it's Dean Wade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mifiondu uh, Cabangeli. Cabangeli. He took took five shots. Wade Mm -hmm. took seven shots. Uh, Everyone on the team shot at least twice and Kevin Love uh basically just didn't participate in the part of the game or most parts of the game it seems like now granted I, he was plus 5 <laughs> can i say another part of his apology that made me really uncomfortable yeah yes <laughs> when he said quote i'll fucking rock with cleveland until the day i die <laughs> That yeah, is because... the most Mike Love fucking bullshit <laughs> ever. Like, look, that's the thing that bugs me the so much about everything he's done. He has revealed himself to be a Mike Love ass teammate. <laughs> like, this is all the biggest fucking Mike Love. In fact, actually, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh. This is the most Mike Love fucking bullshit of all time. Like, acting like, oh, yeah, I'm just a cool little get-along guy. I'm vegan now. And then you're throwing the ball at your cousin. You're telling him he can't make uh, pet sounds again. And your cousin is just a genius, and his name is Darius Garland. It's uh it is it is crazy. Like um okay, well I'll I'll say this. He he seems like he's can I can I give you something that, that reminds me of this that uh Mike Love, who continually referred to himself as a the progressive lead singer of the Beach Boys. Oh no, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh he has described himself as a progressive, uh, even though he was photographed shaking hands with Ronald Reagan. And there's a picture of him with his arms around uh, Nancy Reagan performing for the White House. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also praised Donald Trump for his support of music historically. And then he performed at Trump's inauguration. Mm -hmm. And And Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Yes, yes. He also performed at uh, his re-election campaign uh, fundraiser in Newport Beach. And uh, that's, that's when he was disavowed by Brian Wilson and Al Jardine. Uh-huh. You know what? And they, they like, we... made out, made, we're just like, we have nothing to do with the Trump benefit. We hate this guy. Speaking of, like, bad politics, Katie pointed this out at one point. Kevin Love. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, on, was it 4th of July weekend that one time, posted himself wearing a vintage Reagan Bush hat? Oh, on summer yeah, vacation watch? Yeah, okay. on a summer vacation watch. Damn. You didn't point out the hat, I don't think, but oh. I noticed it. It was like, he was like, <laughs> you definitely made fun of his vibe, though, in your post. Right, and it was like, like a vintage Reagan of... Bush hat. It was like, I quote unquote ironic, just like it's quote mm. unquote ironic when I uh, wrote back in the USSR or whatever. That is a um, yeah. real story, guys. Mike Love claims he told the Beatles how to write back in the... Even though it was a song that was making fun, in of, fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, If you want to, you can read a really obnoxious article on Yahoo Money 
I don't know if they're directly Oh, that's affiliated. my favorite website. <laughs> with uh, Yahoo Sports Canada. But uh, you can look through a really obnoxious... Maybe we can link to it in the show notes. Uh, Joey, I'll send it in this. It's inside Kevin basketball star Kevin Kevin Love's waterfront Tribeca apartment. So he, um, he oh, yeah, switched out the original... Architectural Digest uh, house tour. Oh, yeah, he, well, um, Katie, what was your takeaway of his home? He's very proud of it. Yeah, sure. So his office. Okay. I think it was his office that I was a bit like, "Why do you? Why are you so?" Proud so his. Of his let me let me share this in the. Hold on. Um, let me share this in the chat so you guys can look at these pictures. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm slowing it down. Play a sound effect quick. I also didn't like that he felt like he had to hide his TV with like weird shutters. That's fine. Oh, he's one of those people. Oh, it's really weird. It's very weird, though, because it it makes it look like a window, but it's not a window. <laughs> I dated a woman once who uh, didn't want to have a TV in her bedroom because she was afraid the ring was going to happen. I mean, it, when that movie came out, it was a frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so he, he does hide his TV with some shutters. What? He said that... The original floors were too pretty, and uh, he had to put in reclaimed oak flooring, and they oh, added exposed beams <laughs> to make it seem like it was industrial. But the main thing I want you to notice in this first picture, guys, is that, uh, well, okay, well, Kevin Love, uh, there's a neon sign in script on this wall that says Defiance. Oh, you know, when I saw the video, I thought it said defense. <laughs> I should have told that's But defiance is worse. Um, okay. And uh, here's a quote. When I was 18 years old, I had written down in a notebook that I wanted to own an apartment and live in New York by the time I was 30, says Kevin Love. And yeah, I closed on and received the key to this apartment three months before my 30th birthday. Now that sounds like a rags to riches story. Mm -hmm. Like if that's like someone Except who's his down uncle and is Mike Love. <laughs> yeah, he's really rich and he was a high he was like a highly praised recruit going to UCLA where it was like at oh, wait, the, it, it's I, going to UCLA where they very clearly pay their players in an era when they very clearly were paying their players. Oh yeah, but but also just like it wasn't like a real long shot that he'd be able to afford an apartment in New York City someday. Like, if he'd written that down when he was eight years old, he'd be like, oh, okay. But at 18, <laughs> it's like, oh, the number three high school recruit in America had enough confidence that in 12 years, he'd make enough money for an apartment in New York City. Uh uh, he was draw he was drawn to it because he could just look out the window and see the west high west side highway. Uh, you know, it it makes him grounded, apparently, mm -hmm. as he yeah. said. It makes him really grounded. Um, you know what that apartment gives him? Uh, good vibrations, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um Well, at one point, Kevin Love demanded that his carbon fiber chairs be covered with Ralph Lauren home Telluride earth fabrics and they wanted it to be done on time he is and like they if said there Tom was one Shoes person was ahead of him in line and that person was Ralph Lauren himself guys <laughs> oh. 
He is like oh, if Tom's boy. shoes was a person. Like <laughs> <laughs> pretending really to do accurate. a good thing, but really it's like a super uh super capitalist bullshit that's like hiding behind being a good person. So my question I he also wanna... he also bragged about ordering a ten thousand dollar toilet. That he kept the bathroom all the same, he loved it, but they ordered the rich oh, oh I'm so mad about this toilet. <laughs> what I wanna end on here for this section on this story is I wanna ask you guys, is Kevin Love the saddest boy in the end? I I said that about a year and a half ago, and I think I think he's like the thing I'm not realizing is that Kevin Love is I always focus on like the sadness and that like the game has passed him by and that he's just so frustrated in this situation. But I, I think this, uh, this story by Yahoo money has reminded me that the nephew of Mike love is like definitely a pretty big asshole himself. Right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to call names, but like, he's like a deeply unhappy person in a way that doesn't really have anything to do with basketball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel, I don't like the narrative that like he, cause I did see a couple stories out after that were just like, he should know better. He let the team down, blah, blah, blah. He should be a leader. I don't really agree with that. Cause I don't really think he even cares about that or wants that, you know, and I don't think he would even be good at that. So I think that's irrelevant. I don't even think they want that. Yeah. I don't think so. I, well, maybe they did, but they, that's not what they got. Um, and it became, it, it should have been clearer before now. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he, he's sad in a way that's just like, you can't, and this is me talking. I mm-hmm. do like, I managed to find a way to like, empathize with yeah you'll anybody. empathize with anybody, anybody. yeah anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. you're, you're like an, you're like a hardcore empath yeah <laughs> but there's something about it that like again i said like it's like i don't know if it's like a facetiousness something about it makes me pretty uncomfortable because he just seems so mad and he seems mad at the situation that he kind of put himself in and then this like groundhog day situation that he keeps like dragging his teammates back to like that's the thing mm-hmm. like the Cavs were like, they keep having all these nice little bright moments this season, and it's just like he's clawing them back into just, like, you. You nobody can be happy because I'm still having, like, a temper tantrum. I'm just over here fuming. And, mm-hmm. like, he just kind of, like, a he's just, like, sucking all that kind of energy, like, back on himself. I don't, I really don't like it. So, yeah, no, I don't t- feel bad for him. I just don't think the team has particularly bad vibes aside from him. Like, exactly. everyone else is kind of on the page of, like, yeah, we're not as good, but we're building something and we're we got Jared Allen. Like what of like trading, exchanging Jared Allen for Andre Drummond, essentially, seems like such a vibes upgrade as mm-hmm. no matter what it does on the court. And Kevin Love is just like pouting away, basically. And, like He's just like a doom cloud. Yeah. A, a year ago, I got it a little bit more because Darius Garland and Colin Sexton were kind of bummers, but they're really good and fun now. Like, and Larry Nance is fun and good. Like also like the kindest Larry Nance Jr. Is just like one of the kindest people. Like he, he, did I ever tell you that when I, like I interviewed him probably about a year ago Mm -hmm. and he told me that his, 
wife compared him. He said something. He's like, I'm so patient. My wife just compared me to a couch. <laughs> but he was being so earnest. And he's like, That's you know, so it's funny, Katie. not a far off. He's like, it's not a far off comparison. He's like, I could just sit all day. Think about things. He's wonderful. Uh, can I, can I read you a line from your own article that I think was really good? Sure. Okay. For love, there's a sense that he's leapfrogged over several potential iterations of himself in two back-to-back seasons of uncertainty and injury. Not sure yet, uh, not sure, not yet sure on what he wants the next years of his career to look like while getting frustrated when he lands in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it just feels like just the fact that he's having a tantrum 15 months after having like like tantrums in two consecutive games, mind you, just mm-hmm. like. And then he again, fifteen months later, had tantrums in consecutive games again. Yeah, it's just like it's so nice when you see an NBA story like like Carmelo Anthony like getting on the same page as like this is a different phase in my career, and like how much people want to love these guys too. Whereas it's like Kevin Love is stuck but he's 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 made himself stuck mm-hmm. and he could be doing something of like he's not even showing another team what like you know 32 year old Kevin Love brings to a team which seems like it would be something he's not Blake Griffin where it's like okay his like Blake Griffin was like is like broken down physically Kevin Love mm-hmm. theoretically the things he's good at shooting and passing and rebounding are not are skill sets that should age well if you're not a huge fucking baby turning into <laughs> basketball a basketball version of your uncle yeah well I mean and Blake Griffin this year what is he doing like playing center, doing whatever the Nets need him to do, like like understanding himself. Whereas Kevin Love is like, I mean, it was nice that he went public about struggling with depression and stuff, but he does not seem like someone who uh, like sees a therapist or <laughs> is interested in understanding himself, um, at least as a basketball player. I also want to say, real quick, quick tangent on Mike Love. Look, yeah, we've please. let him get away with this for too long. <laughs> he wears hats with the Beach Boys logo on it, specifically made to look like he's a veteran on vacation of the Navy, where it looks like, you know, when you see like a Navy veteran hat with like the name of the ship on it. Mike Love wears those hats on purpose. Get him for stealing valor. We need to get Mike Love for something. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's constantly like a Navy guy. Yeah, what the he, hell? He wasn't in the Navy. He's like they were the Omaha Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You know what it is? It's like there's a sense of expectation, but also he, no one knows what he wants. Like right. he he doesn't even know what he wants. Like I don't even know that he really wants to play. Like he's mad he's not a leader, so he'll go and like 
storm over to these guys and like clap in their faces. But he also doesn't want to be a leader. He like doesn't want to be the vet. But yeah, I'm not at least even his sure uncle wants- knows what he wants, and that is more money. <laughs> Give me the money. <laughs> Maybe that's what he wants. I don't know. I'm also just like, does he want to play basketball anymore? And it would be perfectly fine if he did it. It might actually be better for everyone if he was like, you know what? I I don't. Maybe I don't. Katie, are you aware of what's happening in the NFL right now? Um, a draft with just Aaron Rod. No, with Aaron Rodgers. No. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers. You know? Do you know who he is? Though, right? Mm-hmm. Do I? He's no, I don't. He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And is he bad? No, he's really good. He's a bad guy. He was. He, he was the league MVP. He last won the year. MVP last year, and r- currently, right now, he's been guest hosting Jeopardy. Yeah, he just finished his run. Oh, this guy as okay. the host of Jeopardy. Okay, so he's been guest hosting Jeopardy, and now he's threatening the Packers that he'll just retire and be the host of Jeopardy. After winning the Good. MVP last year. Uh, and here's what I think Kevin Love should do. Uh, hey, Pat Sajak, time for you to retire. Kevin Love, go host Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> oh, but to, like imagine what would happen <laughs> if, so someone's like, if someone's like taking a bad letter or they can't <laughs> read it right. Like he might break the Wheel of Fortune. It would be. Come on! <laughs> But how funny would it be? Before and after. <laughs> how funny would it's it be? It's obviously though? droplet and icicle. <laughs> how funny would it be though if, for the rest of our lives from here on out, Jeopardy was hosted by an NFL quarterback and Wheel of Fortune was hosted by Kevin Love. Yeah, and they both were just like, you know, it was too stressful. We just felt like we were let down by our organizations. But they have they seem to have different vibes. I can tell that just by looking at this other guy. Well, that's why he doesn't get to that's why Kevin Love doesn't get to get a shot at hosting Jeopardy. Because mm-hmm. Jeopardy is too good for Kevin Love. All right. Um Sean, it's true. what else do you want to talk to Katie about? Um, I wanted to talk to her uh well, there were there were two things I wanted to talk to her about. If that's if that's okay, Katie, I think we're going to talk to you about your dream first. My dream, okay. <laughs> you is it you because I guilted you because no one wanted no, to talk? No, no, it was good. I just I, <laughs> I did you did guilt me a little bit because we did we did do a fake Italian podcast uh, that was related <laughs> to your own podcast called. Hey, basketball on, well, Slammed Up did it. We didn't do it. Um, and you did ask me uh, if we had talked about your dream. And, you know, I I don't talk about other people's dreams without their consent. That's how I was raised. But mm-hmm. you can talk about your own dream. And we want to give you uh, a forum for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm going back in my mind to the dream. It you was want- very bad. I can tell um, you. Well, we were in Montreal. For we one. were in Montreal. Yeah, we were in uh, the old port specifically of Montreal. Do you know where that is? Uh, Joey and I have ni- neither of us has been to Montreal. Oh, I, I know. I know. It seems like we're members of the Arcade Fire, but we're not. No, so. if you were, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> I have. I have been to Toronto, but okay. at the time I was not. Uh, I, I we weren't friends yet. That well, was you know how everyone says like Montreal's like a uh, York. 
or have you even heard this? Everyone in Canada says this. It's like a Euro city. It's like, it's more European yes, than anything yeah. else. They say that around um, Toronto here, too, actually. That's here, not actually. true. I know. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, Toronto, I, I'm like, wow, it's like uh, nice Chicago. Like, like I don't mean like nice as in like Chicago's bad, but just like uh, there's like a level of uh, maybe like smiling and politeness that Toronto has that Chicago might lack to a general degree. Well, I, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. It's but, okay. But it's they, like they're both nice cities. Like it. <laughs> I wasn't like I wasn't like Toronto. This is so foreign. <laughs> and then I was just like, wait, you can just tip by throwing a heavy coin into a cup. I love this bar. <laughs> um, but the the old port of Montreal is, I guess, the closest. Th- it's the closest thing to Europe that Canada has. It's just like cobblestone streets. You got the Notre Dame Basilica, ancient church. You just got like some older looking buildings. Everything's just like made of stones. Um, so we were sitting out there. We were on, I think we were on a patio, but we were having breakfast. And, um, oh, I just forgot. Oh, yeah. Joy was eating a Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Very unlike so- me. It was like not an edible bulb because they, they wouldn't do that in Montreal, but it was like a huge, huge, like oblong plate of Caesar salad. <laughs> and Sean, you are eating a beef stew. <laughs> that is very I mean, Sean. That, that is yeah. absolutely on brand. But for I, breakfast? Yeah, I mean, Sean it's, would not, do it's that. not out of control. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, probably it's a little, like, the only reason I wouldn't is because of social pressure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of judgment. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just be like, not, nothing, nothing against breakfast food, but mm-hmm. I, I love stew. Um, yeah. And you were, you were really enjoying it, but um, <laughs> I don't remember what I think I was just having a regular, like a regular style breakfast. Um, but our waiter was Dennis Rodman. <laughs> And oh man, he was wearing um, a soccer jersey. I I I don't know. I don't know. Like peripherally, I know about soccer, but in the dream, like I couldn't tell you what this actually looked like. But in the dream, I think it was a Barcelona jersey. I just knew it, but I don't even know what that looks like. You know, when you just you know mm-hmm. something like that in your dreams. Um, and then I think I was like, hey, like that that looks really good on you. Like not like just like you would compliment someone on any piece of clothing, and he offered to give it to me. Like he started taking off. Um, that and I think seems on that brand for Michael for him to just take his shirt off too. Yeah, yeah. Like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um, that was it. It was really nice. It made me kind of sit, like sad when I woke up because I guess I just felt a little bit wistful from the time that we had breakfast and Dennis Rodman was our servant. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll we'll all be at summer league again someday. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll be able to get breakfast with Dennis Rodman. I imagine it'll be more like Adam Morrison serving us prime rib <laughs> at like two in the morning. But that <laughs> otherwise, I feel like that. And hey, look, we we do like to hang out in the older part of Vegas. That True. is technically more probably more like Europe than the rest of Las <laughs> Vegas, except the Paris <laughs> Casino. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah, people just wandering around troubadours. Um, I forgot There's to a lot do of troubadours th- on Fremont Street. 
I forgot to do this before we got into, before we changed topics, but I might as well do it here. Uh, speaking of Kevin Love. <laughs> yes. Uh, I had our friend, I, look, we don't know very many Cavs fans, but we do know one, uh, Peter from the Air Buds podcast. I called him to get his take on the Kevin Love situation. Um, so here is Peter from Airbuds. Hey, this is Peter just talking about Kevin Love for a second. And I have a couple of things that I want to say. Um, basically, I hate him. I hate him. I can't believe I have to watch someone whine who makes $30 million a year. He can throw all the temper tantrums he wants, and yet I have to watch Kevin Porter Jr. get 50 points because he got pissed they moved his locker to the Houston Rockets. Kevin, there's not enough therapy in the world to fix what it's like to watch you play basketball. So that was pretty good. <laughs> so that's a great call from our friend Peter. Thank you, Peter. Listen to the Air Buds podcast. And listen to the uh, Basketball Podcast and Dishes and Dimes. Hold on. Do I have a breaking dish? Mm, I don't. I do have this one. <laughs> dishes and Dimes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Sean, did you want to say something to Katie about the NFL draft really quick before we get out yeah, of here? Just because, Kevin, Katie, and before, you've been like, a little bit baffled at America's love of college sports before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the NFL draft is the weirdest version of this because uh, it's essentially none of the wonder that you like about the NBA draft, like like the hopes and the dreams and like the, dra- not, the draft suits aren't that big a deal. But it's a lot of um, basically I just I just wanted to talk to you about the nfl draft a little bit and how um i just think you would find it really horrifying um are there any no wait because did it happen last year for the first time and it was like that was when they everybody was in their houses obviously um but what people were like you could see people like in their bathrooms yeah it was it was (laughs) kind of more charming because all the teams had like zoom draft rooms and you got to see a lot of people's families and there were there were just very human moments Uh, bill belichick for the patriots uh clearly had trained his dog to look like he was making the pick so they cut back to his very sparse kitchen where he had his computer and his dog was sitting in the chair oh i did which would be an accident (laughs) except uh he's like the most methodical man in the world (laughs) Uh, so he definitely set that up uh so that was kind of nice they went back to a live event this year in cleveland not a mask to be seen in uh you know this is this would be ernie johnson's america if his preferred candidate john Kasich had won the presidency (laughs) (laughs) but uh so okay so they have um they have an event where a lot of the players have to come in and get like weighed and they get measured and they what? do, they run like, a, yeah, they get their official measurements. That's uh, gross. Well, they, they do do that in the NBA, but it feels like 
no one really cares about the weight part. What is it <laughs> they just see how tall they are. What's that? Like they televise that part of it? Uh, they televise it like all day. That's and so it's weird. like guys seeing how long they can. I mean, some of the events are similar to what um, NBA players do, but they don't call it a combine. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Like, like a place where you would just be pouring in raw materials for agriculture. Uh, a combine is what they call it. They call uh, the NBA draft one a combine as well. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. I think just the fact that it always takes place in Indianapolis and there's like hundreds of them, whereas the NBA draft is like not that many guys are there. Maybe that makes it worse. Well, I don't know. A lot know. of the, the the big guys now have so much power in the draft, right? Um, they're afraid to piss people off or whatever or lose their draft stock that like now in the NBA draft, like James Wiseman doesn't have to get measured if he doesn't want to. Right. Um, yeah. So there's I that. I think but that's like, the case. And some guys like don't do the bench press. Yeah. But who's going to get mad? They're not getting measured. <laughs> teams who aren't going to draft them or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think the players have a lot less power in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. So you have these guys doing like three cone drills. And so when you see these guys getting drafted, it's always like they're 40 time down to the hundredth, which whatever, that's basically meaningless. Uh, and then you'll get like their 10 yard time. And then they'll talk about their their broad jump and all these all these like basically reducing these guys to data points as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is that um, I feel like the NFL draft because you're drafting a bunch of people and there's more teams, it has a little more in common with almost like online dating. I would say <laughs> where you've just got all these measurables and the teams just feel more desperate. Like the NBA, it feels like they pick a guy and it's like, yeah, he might be, he might make the team with, with the NFL draft. You constantly have um, like, not only does it feel needy with the teams, but they literally lit make, make lists for months about, about all the needs the team has. So it's like, it feels needy. And then it literally is, needy like there's a list of all the needs uh they need uh anyway i just i just thought it was a very weird experience also just that the the college sports angle of it that people are just constantly like oh he played at a played at a good college and he weighs 325 pounds good pick. are there cute stories at least you know, there are they some sad, last, though. They last like year very sad. sad. Actually, the NBA draft also leaned sad last time, didn't it? Not the son of the florist. Whew. No, that's that's true. But no, the last year's NBA NFL draft was so many stories about like, and he was dedicated to the the NFL when he uh, when his brother saved him from drowning, but drowned himself. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my god, and learning about like house fires and shit like like just bad stuff there was Um, a story today katie i think you would have liked where this guy this guy's mom told a story about he got drafted today where at four years old they were of course uh poor but at four years old the son looked at his mom and said mom i can't live like this anymore i'm making the nfl uh-huh. That was uh, Michael Parsons, who is uh, who is he was drafted to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh that made me want to root for the Cowboys so much. 
<laughs> Wait, it, it it it's still happening today. Yeah. It's oh, that's today. the other thing. It's, it's a, a three-day three event. event. Yeah. That's I think it. I think it is exhausting. over now. It is over now. Oh, oh it's seven God. rounds, thirty-two teams. Um. Yeah. The, the the first night is just the first round. Because this is going to be the NBA draft used to be like thirteen rounds. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> like, like teams would start drafting like joke people. They'd like draft like uh like whoever went first in the NFL draft on the off chance that he would decide tomorrow he wanted to play basketball. Right. Because <laughs> when you're in the third also that it's like at that point it was like a a nine team league. Because <laughs> that was some of the guys were like though about the draft was like I, it's weird to me that the NFL draft is, is so despo because I always thought it was more about like um, quantity mm-hmm. of of draftees, right? Because right. like an NFL team is like a small city. Yeah, yeah, and actually, the teams that tend to have success are just the people that look at the college players and they're like, "Yeah, we don't really know. We should just draft more of them. <laughs> we should just we should just trade for." lower picks and have more of them because we have no idea yeah it's more of like a siege mentality yeah yeah um, <laughs> just like yeah oh we gotta we gotta lay in some big guys to to defend the the tower yeah um but all right i think that's our time with katie katie thank so, you yeah. so much for coming thanks for having uh, me guys we'll talk we'll talk to you about love any day of the week um yeah. <laughs> Give me the uh, I, I had card. one more question for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has this NBA season made you more or less likely to visit Tampa? <laughs> less. Right, Honestly, if if they have to if they have to stay if they cannot come back to Toronto next season, which I am honestly I I it could go either way at this point. Mm-hmm. They should just leave Tampa. I don't know right. what Tampa has on like Toronto sports in general because the baseball team is there, the Raptors are there, but they should just pick another city and try try their luck there. Um, well, thank you, Katie. We'll uh, see you soon. Everybody, listen to uh, basketball. We'll be back in a minute to talk to our crypto friends, uh, Alan Strickland Williams and James Fritz from the uh, Crypto Creeps podcast. What's it called, Sean? uh fake money yeah fake money the crypto creeps podcast um this just in the bull and the bear are clashing in the blockchain if you're going to trade fake money you need some fake financial gurus here are james fritz and alan strickland williams from the fake money podcast with all your crypto slash nft slash blockchain slash diamond hand slash to the moon news hey we're here with the boys from the fake money podcast that's right I just played a drop I made specifically for all your crypto-related needs. I haven't made it yet. We'll hear what the robot came up with. But um, <laughs> that's right. James Fritz and Alan Strickland-Williams. Guys, we just had you on, but apparently uh, apparently, just this, this crypto shit is going through the, the crypto- roof. 
crypto crypto never sleeps. Glass ceiling. (laughs) Well, you know. So Sean, you've got a series of crypto news you want to walk you want to walk yeah, on the boys. boys so let's uh, start it. All right. So uh Bitcoin Bros. The team the no. team that built their arena on the foundation of Tech Bros and the blood of Blood Boys, uh the Golden State Warriors <laughs> are the first team to launch their own NFT collection that's non fungible uh trans- token. Token. token thank yeah. you, you um, know. <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately uh they this auction will be oh it's over in an hour so oh, what? No. i'm sorry is it on is it online let's go i'm yeah, using you can... i'm using all my bandwidth right now to record and run <laughs> these drops uh, com. uh so here's what they've made i'm gonna just give you you can get championship rings uh these Whoa. are the, the Warriors' six NBA championship rings. Now, you may not remember the first two. They were in 1947 and 1956. <laughs> in uh, a different city. Well, one was in a different city. Yeah. Two, two. No, those, those first two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, pe- uh, those The people on those teams wouldn't even know what we're talking about with this. Yeah. So, They'd uh, be like, and- NFTs. Ah! <laughs> um... <laughs> They'd be like, is that Nazi a... free throws? Yeah, that's like some FDR department holdover from the uh, the New Deal or whatever. We gotta, we gotta invest in the NFT and put America back to work. You're fighting boys are protecting the blockchain. Over, over by the way, the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. We have arrested the first play. ten men who did a slam dunk for communism. <laughs> Sorry. They're going to jail, everybody. <laughs> That'll teach them to touch our rims. Uh, the Warriors play-by-play announcer basically talks like that, too. Mm-hmm. Right, Joey? The radio um, one, yeah. The radio guy. He's always like, oh, and a three-pointer for Stephen Curry. <laughs> what a terrific shot for this guy and our boys in blue. He's <laughs> <laughs> a nausical horse race. Um, okay, so they've, they've digitally reproduced these championship rings as, as limited edition collector NFTs. And the first edition of each championship ring will include a physical ring, version of the ring custom fitted and designed by famed jewelry designer Jason of Beverly Hills. We all know oh, him. Uh, we oh, yeah. Him. We live in Los Angeles. We know Jason. Jason of Beverly <laughs> Hills. I know J-Dog. Now, there is a one-of-one NFT, which combines all six championship rings and a never-before-seen NFT. It also includes a one-of-a-kind physical ring. Wait, yeah. so I'm buying an NFT, a piece of art I've never even seen before? Hmm. Well, you can see the rings. They have pictures of it on the auction site. Right, but, but the combined one, this it includes oh, one that's never, never before, before seen. seen? Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I think before this auction, it was okay. never seen. It seems right, pretty right. easy to look at. But what it. if they line them up in some weird shape? I don't like. <laughs> well, it seems. Sean. Oh. Uh oh. Sorry, they I got, got Sean. so excited and I unplugged my mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my man loves NFTs. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, so this also includes a one-of-a-kind ring by Jason of Beverly Hills, which sounds like a monstrosity, because it is six rings combined into one ring. The Voltron <laughs> no. of decadent worthlessness. <laughs> actually... Uh, <laughs> Um, actually, Jason was the artist's name of this yeah. monster. All right. Um, um now that the, the one of one, the one I'm of Jason one. of Beverly Hills, and I've collected all the rings. <laughs> so the, the, uh, the one of one uh, Frankenstein championship ring is selling for uh, ten Ethereums, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is twenty nine point three k, and that apparently has not met the reserve price. And Hilarious. we are we do not have a lot of time left in this auction. Most of these reserve prices, uh, they also Wait, have. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that is that the this is the reserve price like what they're saying it's worth? I guess they're not going to sell it if they it's don't. The lowest, it's the lowest. It's the lowest they'll sell it for. And gotcha. so, um, but it's but none of them have met this. It's currently like twenty nine thousand, and that's not enough for the ring. Well, I, I guess not. It it doesn't meet Jason's standards. No, you gotta <laughs> wait for like Chaz Dean, the <laughs> to come out with some. No, Dean Wormer. Dean Wormer is coming out with uh, the the. Uh, but the I think I remember the 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 auction for that. Sixty-nine million dollar Beeple art thing. I'm pretty sure that like mm-hmm. all the all the activity was like in the last minute. Oh, so um, when's of, the last the minute, auction? Sean? Well, um, the normal auction is ending tonight, but these special one of ones uh, still have a day to go. So we won't we won't know. Well, until eight we'll, p.m. tomorrow. We'll keep an eye on it. Gets, uh, <laughs> so uh, the other thing is they've done they've done ticket stubs. To celebrate 10 of the most historic games in franchise history. Um, all of these were hand illustrated and digitally created by the renowned artist. We all know him. We all love him. Black Madre. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to be minted on the blockchain in limited supply. Now, they also have a one of one. It's called a golden ticket. It combines yeah. all oh. 75 years of Warriors moments into a one of one ticket stub NFT. Uh, it'll never be duplicated. Now you also get, you don't get a, you get a commemorative ticket sub NFT. You right. also get to partake in a one in person warrior for a day experience, which okay. lets you, uh, you get to sign a mock one day contract with the warriors. You get courtside tickets. For oh, that'll two. be good for the gram. That'll be good yeah. for the gram. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> an honorary captain experience and so mm. much more. Can you pick which day you're a warrior? I'd go back in time and pick a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) As long as we're making shit up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's up to Black Madre, honestly. (laughs) Here's the thing. As a warrior fan, honestly, if I knew it was going to lead to this, I wouldn't have been happy when they won those championships. <laughs> well, I'm a Bulls fan. They tried to launch their own NFT and it blew up the United Center. <laughs> yeah, I'll use that in the te- in the message thread and the show. Uh, Golden Don't ticket. reveal your dirty secrets, friends. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm only yeah, talking. We got to take the we got to take the showbiz mask off. These are true fans uh-huh. here. 
Okay, put it on the public ledger. <laughs> Is that like your talk to the hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I got a hard fork for your ass. You oh, know, so all, all these crypto terms we're learning this now. This is what we do now. <laughs> this yeah. does make me think, this makes me think that um, we we really got to, uh, you know, what they, what do they say about the uh, the actual gold rush? It was like, don't go, don't go rushing for gold, build open a pickaxe store that's oh, actually right. uh like, that's so that's was that the lyric so think, to waterfalls by <laughs> I, think so. I think so why well, or either he got it from him or they got it from him but uh he the i i think what we got to do is we got to make a digital we got to make digital man caves Oh, because I feel to like keep all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, to sh- and where to show it around and stuff. Oh, but then they'll just make uh, digital interrupting wives. <laughs> God damn it. That's part of the blockchain. That keeps yeah. honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get that. Um, so, so these are... Um, Again, they have not met the reserve price on this first one, too. But again, there's a little more time to left. Um, these historic moments are basically all the championships. Uh, the 2007 Warriors winning in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Great. We believe. Uh, the last game at Oracle. Mm-hmm. And then um, the first game at the Chase Center. That's terrible. Which are not like that. Oh, and then one of the tickets is uh, the game they set the wins record. Okay. Mm. Where that everyone was watching is... Kobe's last game. Yeah. So that, uh-huh. that one is trading for uh, 14.6. 14, 14. Yeah. Four, almost $15,000 right now. Wait, did you uh, say was any of them? Was anyone uh, one from when they upset the Mavs in the play? Yeah. yeah one, one of them was from okay. upsetting the Mavs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they're selling for that. Like, there's a lot that Where's just haven't met the reserve price. Where's this money going? Just to Joe Lacob, or is this uh, the charity? A portion of, I'm glad you asked. A portion mm-hmm. of it goes to the Warriors uh, Community Fund. Oh, and where does a the portion. Community Fund go? They, the Warriors Community Fund is actually pretty good. Uh, okay. They, they mainly right, they, build. They build a lot of basketball courts around, like in. Uh, broken down ones around in and, uh, and let me can i describe political. can i describe one of these nfts to you um so that the most but the highest selling championship <laughs> ring it reminds me mostly of the old hbo logo because it's like a championship ring floating in space and it keeps uh-huh. rotating and the front of it has like the two trophies back to back and the Bay Bridge and it says 2015 and then the top like unscrews and shows you that it says Whoa. strength in numbers on the inside and you get like it's like a 3D rendering of it and then it like it shows you the side that says the town and then inside uh, like a, a a digital 18 with the Warriors Bay Bridge logo comes out and like flips and that mm-hmm. appears to be wow. what you get. Uh, oh, I guess you get a physical ring from Jason for this one. I'm sorry. And this one is sorry, Sean. Jason, you mentioned else. you mentioned HBO, so I just have to do this real quick. Okay. I'm Bill Simmons, and here's what I believe: I believe the defending <laughs> NBA champ should wear championship belts to every game. 
I believe that Kanye is a genius. It's just that he knows it, and that's the problem. Oh, wow. I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I believe in a Belichick Popovich presidential ticket. I believe that every DiCaprio movie God, would be just a little stop. bit better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? what I, believe you don't... You took, I believe you created your whole personality off one scene of Field of Dreams. <laughs> Look, is and soup the perfect food? Old Durham. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Joey hates soup, by the way. It's just all the Kevin Costners mashed into one Boston asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so these these are like weirdly hypnotic to look at, and I'm glad that I get to watch it. But I would have paid like five cents for this. I found a lot of the, yeah. I found a lot of the art. <laughs> oh, excuse me. A lot of the designs and logos and NFT art and everything, it's all very like '80s coked out looking to mm-hmm. me. Like, do you it, know what I mean? It's, but it, there's also a certain amount of like, what if a blacklight poster was high tech? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, it it reminds me of a very self consciously 3D movie where mm. they have to make it do. Yeah things you wouldn't necessarily be interested or like like it's not really a flattering shot even <laughs> yeah Whoa, like that friday the 13th moving around <laughs> but like or that friday the, the 13th where like this guy has a ping pong paddle all the time uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but it's also it, there's also like if you're if you're buying you know two through 50 of this championship ring and you don't get a physical one it almost feels like it's rubbing it in your face like hey look at all these pictures of diamonds that sure be nice huh well <laughs> fuck you also no by the way the reserve about... price yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say no one's talking about like the fact that the way the va- the way the value works means that um now all these players actual championship rings are going to be basically worthless <laughs> If just some asshole that works at Google can just like have the ring, you know, yeah. it's over. Yeah, down on his luck, player is trying to get his NFTs back. Later yep. yep. Oh, Out of hock. I'm just imagining OJ Simpson like raiding a server room somewhere. Like, all right, come back. Give back the juices, digital hype. <laughs> you know what? You know what we need to come up with, guys. I just realized this is we need to somehow pitch far, far into the future NFT roadshow. Yes. Oh fuck. Yes. <laughs> NFT NFT home show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where <laughs> where an expert tells people all the NFTs they have laying around how how much they're worth now. <laughs> hey, let's let's look at the bottom of this laptop. <laughs> What's the mark? <laughs> And it's just everyone is an elderly person who's long since forgotten their code words. To yeah, like, oh, I, I, just, I wish I knew how to open this Bitcoin wallet. I only have one more attempt. <laughs> and uh, left to go to a worse home. <laughs> yeah, I had a stroke and it erased the part of my brain for memory of like words. And anyway, what a great <laughs> invention we made. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, uh, Fritz, you said you had to like... go at seven. Do you have to go? I can wait. Yeah, oh, yeah. These okay. people let's are do, not important people. Let's do one more, Sean. Pitt. Yeah, well, we, we don't story. have to talk about the other story. Um, that, let me let me just... Can we... Let's rush through this, this one about... Uh, so NBA Top Shot was a big deal. Uh, That's why we had you on for a right, long time. Right. Uh, but uh, people can't get their money out uh, because <laughs> Dapper Labs, the company behind Top Shot, like can't deal with how successful it's been. Uh, it's down for maintenance all the time. And hey, I've, I've been there. You know, yeah. Dapper Labs legit sounds like a business. Like. Tom from Parks and Rec came yeah, up with yeah. the other It sounds uh, like and, a Dollar Shave Club or something. <laughs> uh, the first quote from this article is, I just want to get my money out, man. And that is attributed <laughs> to uh, user Harry in the hashtag vent channel of the <laughs> yeah. Top Shot Discord. Uh, not popping off. Not like the Round Ball Rock one. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they get quotes from Tom and Dick? Or was it just... <laughs> Uh, who, who, who is that joke for? <laughs> uh, killed in the room, Alan. <laughs> so there's, so you can only withdraw a thousand dollars at a time, and every wire transfer carries a twenty five dollar fee. So they're already, awesome. they're already that that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Wow. So you have to take it out in increments of a thousand dollars and pay twenty five dollars for the privilege. <laughs> but also, um, most withdrawals. Are processed within three weeks, and this is this is after, uh, and then some. Some of them take uh, forty days or more, but this is after the six to eight week waiting period, which is for them to evaluate fraud. And they claim it's because people will do credit card uh, chargebacks, but also it appears that people are totally using this for money laundering uh-huh. because. Um, <laughs> There's a moment of. Are you guys familiar with Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. No. He's you know Fred Van Vliet is a he's he it's that band that sort of sounds like Led Zeppelin. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. You've heard him. Okay. Uh, So you know, not that famous a player. He's he's fine. He's he's very scrappy. You'd like. So there's there's a moment of him hitting a three pointer against the Knicks, and apparently that was minted. 15,000 times. I do not under... I still... You guys explained this to us for an hour. I I still don't explain how that works. I I, I will never buy an NFT. I don't get it either. (laughs) So, on April 14th, one of these 15,000 moments of Fred Van Vliet hitting a three (laughs) against the Knicks uh, with a high serial number sold for $140,000. Jesus Christ. And uh, that's just... Somebody laundering money. There's That's no what other the market will bear. For I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The invisible hey. hands up to something. I don't know what, but <laughs> well, did you guys see too that uh, Bitcoin just showed up in the? Uh, this is off sports, but in the. The Joel Greenberg letter, the guy that's like all tied up with the Matt Gates yeah. thing. Oh, like, of course like, did. like it, it, it showed up. Like, there's one point where it was kind of funny because it just came out of nowhere, as if like, like, like what you like why you brought up this point. Like, um, he's just like, there's talk of Roger Stone like orchestrating a pardon <clears throat> within the White House, you know. And at one point, Joel Greenberg just goes, "Is it an issue of money?" 
Um, would two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Bitcoin help? <laughs> can you can you imagine trying to explain Bitcoin to Trump for the pardon bribe too? They're like, well, they're they're solving math problems and their computers. Like he just starts going, shut up, shut up. Oh, they're, they're like little money. tiny cheeseburgers. <laughs> You have to explain um, everything to him in cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you, do you have time for one more quick crypto yeah, story? Yeah, I really, okay. you know, I just said seven. Oh, it okay. seem important. <laughs> so, um, wow, good, good. On the on the rundown, um, your time was fungible, is what you're saying. Your end Okay, so the headline I wrote for this is Miami Crypto Heat. That's not clever at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I even tell you that? It was terrible. Um, I just got so disappointed in myself for that notes heading. Um, uh, what about Miami Miami Mine Machine? Miami, there we go. Um, um Okay, so so a company called FTX.us, I believe is their official name, uh, they paid $135 million over 19 years for the naming rights to the Miami Heat's arena. Um, and uh, that they they were formerly the American Airlines arena, and they're, they're on like a flight path from the airport. But uh, the deal expired last year, and no one was buying the naming rights to an arena during the pandemic, apparently. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh but God, now, guys. FTX is the official and exclusive cryptocurrency exchange partner of the Miami Heat. Now, I, I love that, too, because I, I can't really speak for, for James, but uh, I've been getting kind of into the crypto thing for the past, you know, six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Never heard of what? this. like i'm i I would like if you told me that coinbase was was gonna like be the namesake of an arena i'd be like yeah okay that makes sense or even this is an exchange right yeah it's an exchange yeah there's a reason for that uh alan you can't even use it in america right yeah when the ftx.com page is open the splash page reads quote it is prohibited to access or use our services, including the FTX cryptocurrency derivatives exchange platform, <laughs> if you are located in, established in, or a resident of the United States of America. There's now some, go I heat. I, I know there's some. Um, there is some. There is some sort of workaround. That I know you can do. I forget what it's called. Uh, you can go to FTX.us, apparently, and that solves it. But the guy, a guy asked about that from a Miami paper, and the and the guy's answer was just, uh, yeah, Don't worry just about emerging it. industry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> People are figuring it out. Guys, can I get a little update on their uh, Twitter that doesn't have me feeling very confident in this company? <laughs> they're literally their most recent tweet, 10.35 p.m., 4.30.21. Can we has the at verified tick, please? They're begging to be verified. They're not verified. <laughs> <laughs> I would get verified first, then name a stadium. That's the order I would go in. So this this is gonna run. 
this naming the naming rights of this stadium. But the, the, the photo with this tweet, James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I like didn't. it's like a coy Sad. flat emoji, but he's like pushing his fingers. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this that's the worst emoji I've down. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 naming rights to this stadium uh, last for nineteen years. I want to ask you, our crypto experts, what are the chances this stadium is still named this in two years? <laughs> yeah, in 19 months. Will it last 19 months? I mean, with tweets like that, no. <laughs> That's terrible. I think I think that they'll I think that it'll be 900. I think that it's they're gonna this is gonna be the start of something truly beautiful between the city. Well, because my they're gonna convert Miami, the city. Uh, they're gonna actually put it on the blockchain mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> so this is uh, Miami's actually gonna be the entry point to the singularity, uh, which a lot of people didn't see coming. Yeah. Uh, but I've been saying that for a long time. I, I, yeah. I, I've gone on record saying that. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think maybe. Uh, I, I this is just so funny that it's not you can't even really use it. <laughs> I like I want to. I want to support my team, you know? But yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. No, well, how'd you how'd you get it? Why are you a Heats fan? Or a Heats fan? That's I gotta I gotta study, study my note cards before. Uh but it's like, oh what, was your dad into the heat? Like Oh no, you know, I, I just really like the exchange that the arena's paid <laughs> for. Big FTX guy. I want in. Um all right, Sean, you wanna run us through our last story? Oh yeah, our last story real quick. Um not crypto we, this, related, but yeah, yeah, this, this is, is not crypto related. I feel like you guys would appreciate this. So we have been following uh the world of dog racing, obviously, because of <laughs> A magical little greyhound that could named Clon Brian, Brian Hero, Hero who, who is an Irish greyhound who kept getting uh-huh. tested positive for cocaine, uh-huh. and, and the he owner kept winning races. That's the most important thing. He kept winning, and the owner claimed that somebody who used cocaine must have petted the dog, yeah, and that's and why that's he what... kept repeatedly <laughs> testing positive right. for cocaine. I, I, I believe that's called an Irish goodbye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Uh, well, anyway, there's a new champion greyhound, and, uh, he also likes to party, guys. Uh, so a greyhound trainer has been disqualified for four months and fined $3,500. This is in, uh, New Zealand, I believe. Okay. Yes. Um, the dog's name is Zipping Sarah. Uh, this happened at the Addington Raceway in Christchurch. And uh, Zipping Sarah finished first, winning a stake of just over $4,000. But they did not pay the stake because of post-race urine samples from Zipping Sarah. Imagine that that was your job for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Getting the the racing greyhound to produce a urine sample. Uh, You gotta watch. Yeah. Some dogs have like a fake penis full of dog pee. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I mean, that's a uh, dirty sport, you know. They go... Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry. And it's uh, <laughs> meth and amphetamine was in that dog's. Wow. Uh huh. I, I, I could have told you that because her name was Zipping Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I knew a couple uh, Zipping Sarahs back in Kentucky back in the day. 
I, I oh, grew man. up uh, in Florida, where which is one of the few. It's really funny because dog racing, you're only really allowed to do it in like three places, <laughs> and of course, one of them is Florida. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, while I'm all I'm saying is, I just think it's great when you see that. Uh, a culture can uh, unite people from across the globe. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Some trash people of every of every country can. There, they, they. We used to go. You used to go to the to the Greyhound track to get ribs, which I also found very um, <laughs> sadistic and strange. But they were they were absolutely oh. delicious. But there's a there is definitely a, a a sort of a are the dogs in the meat pie? Oh, and, that, uh, yeah. yeah. That was my first thought. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, see, I didn't mean to spell it out. No, see, I wouldn't. Oh. But that shows that shows the difference between mine and your brain, Ellen. Because I would have been like, "Oh, it's so nice they're letting the people make all the bones for these dogs to snack on after this race." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's there's an animal rights group in New Zealand that's trying to come out against doping greyhounds obviously but also uh but it's just part of the sport it's It's just part of the sport you know if someone else is doing it you gotta do it okay sorry (laughs) they don't they don't know um but also it's like uh it's just incredibly dangerous for dogs even if they're not on cocaine or meth (laughs) so that the, the organization's like, well, like 300 dogs this year have already been injured in New Zealand racing, and eight have died. So, but they yeah, all but died. They died doing, doing what they love. Yeah, they died clean. They died clean. <laughs> they just, they just met spuds in heaven. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, that maybe that was the real story of Spuds McKenzie. Just <laughs> dangerously. Dangerous. Yes, yeah, Spuds is like the Rick Ross of uh of the dog world. <laughs> well, that's our show. Thanks for coming on, guys. What let's start with Alan. Alan, what would you like to plug? Oh, um they got they got me. They got my half hour on the power mount. Oh yeah. Plus. Yeah, watch Check watch Alan's half hour Comedy Central special so on Paramount funny. Plus. Thank you. Um, are you gonna? Are they gonna let you climb that mountain? Climb Paramount Mountain? Uh, they're, it's a. They're giving me an NFT. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that is totally going to be a, a part of Showbiz soon. Like in lieu of payment, yeah. here's an <laughs> NFT. <laughs> oh, it's going to be an NFT of exposure. It's going to be yes. worse. Mm. <laughs> um, Fritz. Oh, oh God. <laughs> James Fritz, what would you like to plug? I'd like to plug Alan's set. It's really good. You should watch it. (laughs) Paramount Plus, Alan Strickland Williams. One of the better half hours. Alan, I'm plugging you. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) One of the best half hours I think anyone's ever done. I put it up there with like Hedberg, the legends, you know, Alan Strickland Williams. Love the the geniuses in your life while they're still on earth, I say. (laughs) Don't treat them like a greyhound on speed. They're, they could be gone <laughs> tomorrow. Damn, anyway. I, I've got to get down to the track. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Um, Let's go. Listen to the Fake Money podcast wherever you oh, listen right. to podcasts. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what do you have to plug? 
um, self care comedy on Zoom. Oh, final! It's 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 winding down in May. Final Fridays in May are going to be uh, the last ones, and it switches to a weekly. Nice. So I'll be doing it once oh. a month in June because nice. uh, things are open and people want to hear human laughter when comedians are there instead of seeing the inside of people's bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, we have like a really loyal crowd which means like i feel bad repeating material mm-hmm. and we are a few months in now and sometimes i'm just telling a story <laughs> that does not reflect well on me but doesn't necessarily have any insight or funniness to it and it's just like wow you were a terrible boyfriend and i'm like yeah, yeah, i know uh so your next comic soul please tip um, and then as I want to see this. Yeah, it sounds always, awesome. I'm hosting and my face is always on camera. There's no breaks. I'm the host, but I can't even go outside. <laughs> and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on April 30th, 2015, I tweeted at Wikipedia. How do I get someone to stop writing false information on my Wikipedia page? It's really <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> uh, Sean, did you write a song? Uh, yeah, I do. I actually wanted, while these guys are here, I have decided to step into the big shoes of, uh, there was a man, an indie rocker, Joey. You may have heard of him who once announced that he was going to do an album about all 50 states. <laughs> How many did he do, Joey? What was he, his name? And... He did. His name is Sufjan Stevens, and he did two and an mm-hmm. EP that has a song about Rhode Island on it, I think. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not even Which the best still... song about Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously, Blossom Deary's Rhode Island is famous for you. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do, Joey. Over the next uh, series of episodes, I'm going to be releasing a song about every single NBA city. Great, I like. And it. we're starting. We're 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 There's starting a off. Being thrown. I like it. Get off your yeah. ass, Suf John. Suf John. He had a chance. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting patiently, <laughs> and yet. Shit or get uh, shit or get off the soof, John. That is what I am saying. <laughs> shit or get off the soof, John. So this is my effort. I was going to. I mean, we talked about Kevin Love a lot at the top of this episode, and uh, you know we didn't. Uh, we, I'm not. I have a lot of songs about Kevin Love. We're not going to play those. <laughs> that's that's a Stevens move. We're going to have a song. We're going to start in Atlanta, and this is uh, this is a Neutral Milk Hotel song about John Collins in the dunk contest. And you can get a t-shirt of that dunk contest at the Round Ball Rock t- uh, t- store. Public store. In t- the public store. Link is in the description. Uh, Patreon.com slash Round Rock Pod. That's our show. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The song's called oh. uh, On the Airplane Under the Rim. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. That's great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, trust the process. and uh, Trust the process. <laughs> shut trust it down. Me. Let's all... Tell Sufjan Stevens to go suck a dick. All right.
What a beautiful plane I have found in the lane Made of balsa wood for the right pros Like the Kia with Blake I will jump this plane fake And surely I'll get a 10 from Neek Magnifique And I'll start doing commercials for Boeing My optimism was rash And then down I did crash On the airplane under the rim With a scarf around my neck Both the wings they got wrecked And I tossed off the goggles Cause I couldn't see No siree I was roasted hard by Kenny and Reggie. To get swole, Dennis Smith jumped J. Cole, Miles Bridges wore a grandmama jersey. One guy's arm through the hoop, Curry through alley oops. I had actors dressed as airmen from history. Tuskegee pilots, not these syphilis experiments. The plane duck got a 42H from Pete Brown and Alonzo too. While Shaq teamed up with Hamadou, I wore Adidas on my feet. They used Dwayne Wade and Muggsy Bogues and celeb MVP Quavo. He held the ball in a give and go and LeBron would win the Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.